0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday with the NFL Films rock star, Greg Cosell, presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts. You can get both episodes of the Fantasy Feast podcast. If you're into fantasy football at all, or just like looking at things a different way from the sport of football... Joe Dolan, one of the top-ranked fantasy analysts in the world over the last five years. The Even Money podcast is up, of, of course, which is why I'm guessing people like George Wins and Matt Deemer became the latest patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Not only do you get to be part of our private Slack channel, the Tuck Tuckhead Slack channel, but our guy, Graves, Sean Grady, he posts all of the even money bets. So you can see them right there in black and white. TuckHeadsJ J posts our food reviews, our power rankings, anything you ever want to check, it's all up there on our Slack channel. If you become a patron, patreon.com slash RT Media. And tomorrow we will have winners. We will have lots and lots of winners. We'll have a spread the word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. We're looking for a few good quote tweets and a few good shares. We love those. And then the sponsor confirmation email winner. We will have a free Madden going out tomorrow to someone who takes advantage of a new sponsor. And we have a new sponsor, Ladder Insurance, today. You guys will hear from, but you can take advantage of any of them LinkedIn, Crocs, whatever. And then the YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Really appreciate those of you that subscribe to our YouTube page. That is Huge, and then you make any comment. I try to respond to the comments when I can too, so you might get a response from me as well. It's big show time. The big show, all right, Greg. Much to discuss as always. (laughs) Look forward to this every week. Let's start with tonight's game, and I don't mean the game I'm calling, which is Florida Atlantic at Charlotte on CBS. Can't can't, can't help
2: you there, Ross. Can't help you there, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: By the way. They both have very interesting quarterbacks. Uh, FAU's quarterback is Nicosi Perry. He started a bunch for Miami and then transferred. And Charlotte's is uh, Chris Reynolds, who's really fun to watch. Kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson. He's like 5'9", runs around, makes plays. Um, So that will be enjoyable. Will it be enjoyable, Greg, to watch Case Keenum tonight? What are you expecting there?
2: I would expect that the Browns' offense will look exactly the same. Uh, even without a a running back, because obviously Nick Chubb's not playing, Kareem Hunt's not playing, I guess Johnson is the starter. I would expect everything to look the same. It will be run-based. It will be play-action-based. Case Keenum, you can line up and play with him. Many might remember it was uh, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, 2017, I believe, where Case Keenum was essentially the starter in Minnesota and played extremely well in in a very similar kind of system where there was a run game, play action, that's what this offense will look like. It will not look appreciably different from when Baker Mayfield is under center.
0: So here's the question, Greg, I, I got to ask it. Is there a chance that Case Keenum's can can run this offense about as well as Baker's run it over the last year and a half? Is there it, what, is there a significant difference from what you've seen with both these players through the sample size we've seen in the NFL so far? Is there a big difference between Baker and Case? And if there is, what is it?
2: Well, then you're getting into production versus talent. This offense leads to production by the quarterback uh, in a certain way because of the run action nature and the pass game working off that. It's a highly schemed offense. Case Keenum can produce in that offense. Baker Mayfield is a more talented thrower. So it it becomes a question of production versus talent when you get into certain game situations where the talent needs to come through as opposed to just the scheme. So there'll be plays where Case Keenum looks exactly like Baker Mayfield and people will say, oh, he can do the same thing. But then there'll be other plays where the talent, the arm talent, will need to come into play and Baker Mayfield has more of that than Case Keenum. Got
0: it. Okay, fair enough. That was the question. Let's get to the Chiefs and the Titans. And I mean, I I don't like to steer you in a certain direction, Greg. So you can go anywhere you want. I I just got to say, you've been doing this a long time. I I don't remember another player doing what we're seeing from Derrick Henry this many years in a row. And his comment, I mean, Greg, he was going almost 22 miles an hour Monday night at 250 pounds the fastest ball carrier this year so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even know who to compare him to at this point. But I'm a little surprised. I talked about this on the Even Money podcast. I'm a little surprised by the betting line. I have no faith that the Chiefs can stop Derrick Henry in this game.
2: Well, uh, you know, clearly Derrick Henry is is the foundation of what they do. And you can make the argument as we speak today, Ross, that he's the most dominant single individual player in the NFL. But a couple of points. They did not win on Monday night against the Bills because of Derrick Henry. They won in the third and fourth quarter because they got their play action pass game working with staple concepts that allowed them to to throw the football effectively after they did not do that well at all in the first half, nor through the first part of the season, by the way. Um, The other point I would make is I thought what Andy Reid did with their offense this past week against Washington was really interesting. Patrick Mahomes, he's always going to put up numbers. You've got to separate the numbers from the play, okay? And that's important because anytime anyone talks about Mahomes, all you get is, well, they score points and put up numbers. That's true. Can't argue that. But Mahomes has been a little undisciplined this year. He even spoke about it himself. He knows that. So what I thought was fascinating is Andy Reid came out this past week against Washington and played more two tight end sets, Ross, and he focused on protection because protection allows your quarterback to be comfortable in the pocket and to get his footwork down, to get his fundamentals down, and you notice that immediately that Mahomes was secure in the pocket, he was comfortable in the pocket, and all the lower body mechanics looked better early in the game. And I think that that was important because Andy Reid and Mahomes understood that he was a little bit all over the place.
0: Interesting. I mean, he still had that wild, crazy interception.
2: Yes. And I think when you have a player like Patrick Mahomes, who is clearly so good making second reaction improvisational plays, you walk a very fine balance in how you coach him. But you still have to deal with the fundamentals. You still have to play the position within the structure of the offense, unless otherwise demanded.
0: Uh, let's move on to the Bears and the Bucks. And I guess I'm curious heading into this one. You know, there's a couple of rookies for the Bears: the running back Khalil Herbert, yeah. uh, obviously the quarterback Justin Fields, and watching the TV copy, Greg. It feels like the Bears O-line is playing a decent amount better than it was earlier in the year. I'm not saying they're playing great, but it feels like they're playing better than they were.
2: Well, I think this will be a very interesting test because we know that teams really struggle to run the ball against the Bucs. That's the way it's been for about a year, year and a half now. But I think the, the Bears, unless the score gets out of hand very early in the game, which it well could, but if it doesn't, I think they have to stay with the run game. You cannot ask Justin Fields to drop back 40, 45 times by choice, unless, of course, as I said, the score demands that. I really like Khalil Herbert. I watched his tape coming out of Virginia Tech, and he very much reminded me, and I'm going to say this, and I'll qualify it because it's important to do that. But stylistically, he reminded me of Tiki Barber. Now, keep in mind, Tiki Barber, his first four or five years in the league, Ross, was not a foundation back. He did not become a feature back until about year five or six in the NFL. And that's what people now remember, that he was a great player for five or six years. But that did not happen in the first part of his career. And I'm speaking stylistically. So Herbert is a really good zone runner. He has more juice and explosiveness than David Montgomery. He can get to the perimeter. Now, having said all that, teams do not run against the Bucks. So we'll see what the Bears' game plan approach is. But in my view, they cannot come out and make it a throwball game. No. Have you seen any, any improvement from Fields? What do you see in there? Um, I think Fields shows very much what I would expect given his style of play. I think he moves prematurely, leaves the pocket, um, and is capable of making plays with his legs. I think he throws the ball well. I think he's going to have to become a little more precise with his ball placement overall. Uh, that could come with time. He's not scattershot. He's not one of those guys where you go, oh my God, where's he throwing it? Uh, but he just needs to become a little more precise, uh, Right now, their pass game is more of a schemed pass game with specific plays and situations. The question is what happens when they have to drop him back 40 times or 45 times, which could well be the game this weekend where not everything can be purely schemed and your quarterback has to drop back, go through possessions, read the defense, and then make throws. We haven't really seen him in that situation just yet.
0: Uh, Greg, let's talk what I think is the game of the week. Uh, The Bengals and the Ravens, really looking forward to that one. Should be absolutely awesome. Um, What jumps out to you? What interests you in in the Cincinnati-Baltimore matchup?
2: Well, I I think two things. Number one, and I think it was probably game-specific last week to the Ravens matchup with the Chargers, but – Ross, they played Patrick Ricard on 55 snaps. He's never played that many snaps in a game for Baltimore, and it wasn't because they threw it to him or handed it to him. They obviously felt they wanted to line up in 21 personnel against the Chargers and run their offense that way. I don't think that'll be a weekly occurrence. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I'm really curious to see what the Bengals offense can do against this Ravens defense. I think there's, I think the Ravens defense is a really difficult defense to play against tactically. And I think two players who no one speaks about, who in my view are absolutely critical to what the Ravens do defensively, are safeties Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. In fact, I think Deshaun Elliott is one of the most overlooked, really important players to his specific team. He did not play on Monday night against the Colts, and you saw what the Colts did in the pass game. Then he was back last week against the Chargers, and you saw how well the defense played. I'm very curious to see Burrow in this game because Burrow, I think, I don't think he played really well last week. I think at times uh, he can hurry himself a little bit. Um, He's a very confident player. He's a very comfortable player, but I think that there are times when he's a little reckless in his decision-making, and this is not a good defense to be that way against. The other matchup I think you'll see in this game is I think you'll see Marlon Humphrey on Jamar Chase.
0: Ooh, interesting. Okay. And just say, Marlon, sick him.
2: Yeah, I think you'll see that. Again, when I say that, I don't want people to think I mean every snap because it doesn't work like that, Ross, as you know. But I think you'll see that a, a good amount.
0: Let's talk Sunday night football. Carson Wentz and the Colts against Jimmy Garoppolo, who will be back under center for the Niners. I guess the question I have, Greg, about Carson Wentz is, is he just playing better? Are the Colts and Frank Reich doing different things with him? I mean, clearly he's playing better, and the numbers are significantly better than what he did last year in Philadelphia. I guess what I'm trying to get at is the why I, I want to understand the right. why Wentz appears to be playing uh, a decent amount better than he did last year.
2: Well, I think a lot of the core pass game concepts are a little bit different, um, but he is clearly playing good football. He looks under control. He's comfortable in the pocket. They're really good with play action. Wentz has been really good in the play action pass game. Uh, and, he's been really good throwing the ball outside the numbers, making difficult throws outside the numbers. So he looks like a different quarterback than he did the last two years. I'm not going to sit here and say he's, he's at the level of 2017, but he looks more like that than he did the last couple of years in Philly. So, You know, we know they have a pretty solid run game and their run game is not a a highly schemed run game. You know, it's not like one of those. Let's spread it out and run the ball with a light box. They line up and run the ball, Ross, and I believe they get Quentin Nelson back this week. So it'll be very interesting to see what their approach is. The 49ers play a lot of split safety. They've moved in that direction since Robert Sala, who started a year ago, but now under D'Amico Ryan's a lot more split safety than single high. So there's going to be opportunities here in the pass game. And uh, and as we've said, Wentz is, is playing at a pretty high level right now, and he's not turning the ball over, and he's not getting sacked very much.
0: You know, I was going to say, Greg, how much of it's just improvement from Wentz, how much of it's the scheme but ultimately you got to give the credit to whatever they're doing you got to give a lot of credit to the Colts I mean Wentz deserves credit obviously he's the one doing it but whatever they've done they put him in a better spot
2: yeah and and you know the point to be made about all of this when we talk about players and what's going on is everything I say is based on film study up to this point can any week a a team have a bad game look Justin Herbert and that offense had a really bad game last week. Herbert was not sharp mentally or physically against the Ravens. The Ravens did some good things defensively, obviously, but it's all based on tape study up to this point. I remember speaking with Ron Jaworski numerous times, and he would say that, hey, two games a year, I was awful. You know, it didn't matter the opponent. I just I, I just had bad games. You know, that happens sometimes in the NFL.
0: Got it. Um, last game. I want to get into is Monday Night Football. It's the Saints and the Seahawks. We now got a full game of the Seahawks under Geno Smith. And I was kind of impressed in the second half of that game how they ran the ball. Oh my right? god, yeah. yeah ran the ball down the Seahawks through I mean down the
2: Seahawks throat. They did. And that was very intriguing. They came out at halftime trailing 14-nothing and they had a uh, 10 play touchdown drive, nine runs, eight by Collins. Uh, They kept running the football and they ran it really well. Um, That was a game that was tough to get a read on, on Geno Smith, because even though he ended up throwing 32 balls, it was really a situation where they didn't ask him to do a lot. He made a couple of throws late in the game, but they really did not ask him to do a lot in that game. Um, we'll see. I think I think you'll see the Saints when it gets to be third and long, they're going to blitz. Dennis Allen is very good with his own blitz schemes. They are going to pressure Geno Smith. And the other factor is, as part of the pressure, Ross and people don't think about this: when you pressure like that, it forces the offense to keep the back in in pass protection. And one thing Geno Smith did a lot of last week was check it down to Travis Homer, who's their third down back. And if you keep the back in to protect because of what you're getting with pressure, then the check down is not there.
0: He is Greg Cosell. You need to check him out on social media at Greg Cosell so that you can go ahead and always know what Greg is up to. And of course, including the NFL matchup show every Saturday and Sunday on ESPN and ESPN2. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. And thank you, Ladder Insurance. I love it. New sponsor alert, look, here's the deal. You guys know how seriously I take family, how important my family is to me. And I think most people feel the same way. I hope most people feel the same way. You also know, uh, and we've had some instances recently, you realize how fragile life is. And, you know, not to get specific, but you know, life life is fragile, life is precious. It makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly you can pay a little bit each month to protect the ones you love. If you're considering it, or if you don't have any, or you thought about it, consider ladder. It's a hundred percent digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for 3 million in coverage or less, all you need is a phone or laptop their algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. If you want to talk to a person, you can do that. There's no hidden fees, you can cancel any time. You can even get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. The policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims that are rated A and A plus by AM Best. Listen, it costs more as you age so the sooner you get it, the better. Go to ladderlife.com slash Ross today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash Ross. Ladderlife.com slash Ross.
1: Tux takes. Morning, Ross. Well, let's start with some kickers getting cut in Washington, Dustin Hopkins, and in Jacksonville, Josh Lambeau.
0: These are both longtime guys, Um, and I I never like when people get cut. You guys know how I feel about kicking, but that doesn't mean that's how I feel about kickers. Uh, And these guys have both had long runs with their teams. I think they were both on the opening day rosters for their teams which means they get paid for the rest of the season. So they might have a chance to double dip. But both those guys with those teams for years, kind of interesting to get cut midway through, you know, when you're a longtime guy like those guys are.
1: On to the New York Giants, where they put left tackle Andrew Thomas on IR with an ankle injury.
0: It's unreal, man. I mean, certain teams, it seems like year after year, just – Look, everybody gets injuries. It feels like certain teams get more than others. And clearly, the Giants are one of those teams. Andrew Thomas was playing much better than he did last year, and now this happens.
1: Tux takes. In Chicago, Bears put edge rusher Robert Quinn on the COVID list.
0: That's a big loss. Um, that is a big, big loss. Because Robert Quinn was playing at a really high level. Playing opposite Khalil Mack, you need that guy that if they're going to double-team and slide and chip Mack, the guy on the other side has to be effective. So that is not good when you're going up against Tom Brady and the Bucs this week.
1: Ducks takes In New England, Chase Winovich goes on IR.
0: Right. Chase is sort of a... Uh, Special teamer, um, edge rusher. I don't know. I, I I didn't notice him as much this year, doing that all that much.
1: Ducks takes. Dallas Cowboys safety Demonte Casey charged with DWI.
0: Wow, what a bad weekend for him. He totally misplayed the long throw to Kendrick Bourne, where it was a double move against Trayvon Diggs, and then KZ. I have no idea what he was doing. It was one of the worst plays by a safety I think I've ever seen. And then he compounds the error by going ahead and getting a DWI. Man, you know, I'll just throw this out there, Bri. I wonder if the two are related. And I have no proof, no evidence. I'm just pure rampant speculation. But maybe he was so upset about how he played that, He drank a bunch. But then the driving part, that's the part that doesn't make sense. Like That's the part that's just not okay.
1: Tuck takes. Recently released from the Texans, Whitney Merciless goes up to the Packers.
0: Yeah, that didn't take long. And between Jalen Smith and Whitney Merciless, and you think about the Cardinals trading for Zach Ertz, there are clearly some teams that are in it to win it this year. I mean, there's clearly some teams that if there's a guy available that they think can help them get over the edge, they're going to they're gobble him up. And I don't think Zadarius Smith is going to come back to play this year. So the Packers wanted to get one more guy with some edge-rushing skills.
1: Takes. Los Angeles Chargers signed returner Andre Roberts.
0: Right after he got cut by the Texans, I guess I kind of wonder – I'm sure the Texans tried to trade these guys and just were not able to do so because that's, that's the thing I wonder because, I mean, they both got signed right away.
1: Ducks takes. And the last one of the news section in Baltimore, uh, Brandon Knight, not reported to the team. This after being claimed off waivers from the Dallas Cowboys.
0: You know, I haven't been able to see if there's you know, reports or specifics as to why, as to why Brandon didn't show up. But he got released by the Cowboys over the weekend. I think they were going to put him back on the practice squad because they got Lyle Collins back from suspension. I think the Cowboys are the only team he's ever known, but he got picked up by Ravens. Ravens are five and one. They won him. I I, I got to find out what happened there. See if there's a little bit more information because that is rare for a guy to not show up. I got claimed on waivers multiple times. Um, John Harbaugh said he did not report for personal reasons. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot about that. They, I guess they ended up signing James Carpenter instead because they need O O'Lyman. I wonder, I, I mean, I think Brandon will eventually report. I don't know what's going on there.
1: Duck Stakes. It's Thursday, which means Thursday night football tonight. Browns hosting the Broncos. Who do you got?
0: Browns hosting the Broncos, and I will, uh, I'm will. i calling the game on CBS Sports Network that starts at 730 if you guys want to watch that for a while before you go ahead and watch the Browns and the Broncos tonight. Speaking of that, by the way, uh, Brian and I are going to record Friday's Picks Friday uh, RTFP tonight after the game. So... Um, You guys should have it in your podcast app shortly after midnight. So the international folks, you'll have it tomorrow morning for your commute, which is great. Uh, We will get that done for you tonight because I'm flying back to Pennsylvania tomorrow and then up to driving up to West Point for the Wake Forest Army game. You know, Brian, I could go either way with this one. The Browns are really, really beat up. I guess I just feel like this is the type of situation where Case Keenum comes in and plays well. And I think Case Keenum's going to come in and play well. I think he's going to do a good job because that's what he's kind of shown and done throughout his career. It's a coin flip game. I'll go with the home team and I'll go with the team that I think is uh, the quarterback is healthier. I think Keenum's going to come out and play well. I think Baker was really struggling. With that shoulder injury, and I think that, let's put it this way: the better Keenum plays, the longer they'll let Baker Mayfield's shoulder injury try to heal. But I don't think it does heal. I think he needs surgery. I think that's the only way it heals. So I'll say um, 20, 24-23 Browns. A really close game that could go either way. Both these cities, by the way, Brian: Denver, Cleveland you better make sure your cars are ready to roll. I mean, whether that's, you know, making sure you have replacement wipers to help you clear your windshield during rain, sleet, or snow, making sure your washer fluid is topped off with fluid that can handle the lower temps. You got to also, of course, make sure your headlights are ready. I mean, we're talking Denver and Cleveland, dude. You better be ready to go. if you're If you live in those cities, really any city, though, I mean, just make sure your car is ready to go. By the way, I didn't know this, but the folks over at AutoZone, my buddies over at AutoZone, say, you always want to remember to replace your headlights in pairs. Something I did not know. Stay safe this fall car care month. Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Absolutely do it. Why not? Get in the zone. AutoZone right let's get to an email email time
2: ever wanted to ask an nfl player a question well here's your chance it's time to ask
0: ross email address is ross at ross Tucker.com. you guys know the drill if you ever have any evidence any proof that you took advantage of any of our sponsors autozone or ladder or whatever Send me an email, Ross at Ross Tucker.com, with the receipt or whatever you get and then ask your question. I love them. What do you got, Brian?
1: A uh, quick question from Bill. While in the NFL, Ross, didn't you ever taunt as an opposing player? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you ever taunt an opposing player?
0: Um, yeah, Bill, probably. I'm trying to think. I mean, I certainly talk trash. I guess it's kind of hard to taunt as an offensive lineman, um, but I'm sure I did. I remember in college taunting one time. In fact, Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, he ran over a uh, a, a kid from Brown right on the goal line, just trucked him for a touchdown, and I ran over to the kid. who was like, oh, you just got lit up, oh, dude, you just got run over. So that was pretty clearly taunting um, in college. I don't. I don't remember specific examples. Bill in the NFL. I remember in the NFL like talking trash, getting in scuffles. I don't know if anything. If I if I consider any of it taunting. I think your point is is Ross. How can you say that you understand the taunting rule? Because I understand the taunting rule doesn't mean I think all the taunts they call should be called. It just means to me when it's egregious, it should be called. I got to be honest. With you, I thought the one on Janard Avery of the Eagles a week ago last Thursday, I thought that was a good call. That's what they're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid the getting in the face and the posing and all of that stuff. I thought that was a good call, especially in the context of what these guys have been shown. They're going to call. They know it's trickling down to lower levels. They don't want that. I see how bad it is at lower levels, in particular in like seven-on-seven, and I am okay with the goal of what they're trying to accomplish. I'm also okay, more than okay, with people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. That'll do it, Brian, for uh, this week's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy both games tonight. And look for that podcast either late tonight if you're a night owl, if you're a West Coast person, or bright and early if you're anybody else. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.